the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and over, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Snow Pro AK, your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties. They know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe. Give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Brian.
crispy. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. nice <laughs> ring you got there, Brian. Well, thank you. That's uh, some old man gold chunk right there. Your brother give you that or what? Present from my pops. There you 18. go. Even yeah, better. Nice, dude. Yeah, a little, little bit closer, Brian. Yep. Yeah. I noticed that when you came in, you know, my uh, my grandpa, Don Fifield, man, he was just draped in chunk. You know, he's a retired uh, electrician from back in the day, World War II vet. And I always appreciated, like, man, he just, gold just chunk, watch, just, yeah. bracelet, two rings, <clears throat> necklace. Just a weight vest. Just a weight vest. <laughs> Straight up, but it, I guess it's like coming back, right? It is. Yeah, I want to like, actually want to get one of the watches and stuff. My old man actually used to wear this ring, and then my brother has the other ring that he oh, used cool. to wear. Yeah, and, uh, I want to get one of those watches. Nice. Yeah, my my brother has my grandpa's wedding ring, which is big gold chunky thing like that. You is gotta, that the one you got to just get a watch. Just one made. he wears. Yeah, get one made. Yeah, because uh, like. Uh, Ben Bailey's brother, you know, works for the mine, and uh, Travis. Yeah, and Travis has a watch, but and like, and Travis is a skinny motherfucker. So, <laughs> and they're just all the old watches are so small compared to like they a watch really today. Are. Oh, you know? thin. Oh, so oh, his right, like, he right. has a cool like gold nugget watch, but it's like lady style. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a big, he's a bigger guy, so like, you can't roll with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very true. You're gonna have to be the extra chunky big you can't have that first yeah. eye watch you, you need that white track that <laughs> white track watch yeah. that's right that's the goals that's, that's why i'm doing all this work is to get a watch get a gold watch yeah. nice yeah retire early yeah. um tell us about what the drinks you brought here chad and the reason behind that a little bit well it's it's sort of a a joke like my my wife and russ's wife would laugh about it because they thought that shamrock shakes were disgusting so me and Russ would always get them. Like, we'd be excited for them to come out. Like, oh, Shamrock Shake's coming back. And so Russ's anniversary of his accident was yesterday. So mm. I always rocked the Shamrock Shakes. Yeah. And some High Lifes. But I forgot the High Lifes, so. You don't put yeah, the High Life in the shake? <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> Maybe next year. The customized float? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shamrock float. Yeah. 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 Right Rest on, in peace man. to Russ, man. Yeah, what a good guy. Move, man. Classy move. Yeah, man. I knew Russ back in the day. He was a good, excellent, excellent soccer goalie. Uh, my cousin lived on the same street as he did, grew up there. So I knew Russ since he was like a little, little kid. Yeah. And then through soccer and all that stuff. And, you know, obviously anyone that grows up here is getting into outdoor stuff. And we got caught up with you guys one time on a winter caribou hunt. Um, yep. We were in a borrowed work rhino with bald tires and no winch. <laughs> in like 20 below? No, but it snowed. Mm. We were supposed to pick up a, we were actually <clears throat> supposed to stop at Matt Chambers' house and grab a, we were going to grab a, like an old Bravo fan cooled because, but. In case, like, in case there was deep ah, snow. It's, it's not, if it does snow, it's not going to snow much. We'll be fine. <laughs> but like driving up there it was snowing so hard i had to turn my headlights off and just run like a light bar yellow light bar because mm. it was like star wars <laughs> light speed i was just like uh yeah <laughs> i was just like watching it we just slept in my truck too on the side of the road and i'd wake up and like turn the windshield wipers on <laughs> so you could see how the truck just looking watching it stack up like 12 inches i was like huh <laughs> Well, tomorrow's gonna get interesting. That's I don't right. know. I don't know how well a Bravo would have done, man. Those got like basically a belt for a track. 
<laughs> yeah, but How about a quarter inch paddle, just <laughs> better than a work job site rhino, right? With yeah, bald tires with lawn tires on it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we were in ATVs too. Yep, you yeah. guys were. I think Do we have the lives. kids there. No, okay. I think it was just like all you boys. Yeah, we saw you on the way in, motorhome and then something. we wound up getting a caribou on our way out. That's right, right. after we saw you guys. That's and right. And then. Uh, then we saw you guys in the parking lot. I think you guys were camping in a motorhome, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. that November? Something like that? Yeah. It was November, winter caribou. That can be so hit and miss, man. You can get good weather, hard packed snow, ride in for miles, or. Yeah. I, I actually, I actually, October. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The next year I went, I actually fell in that lake. One of those lakes back there. The pond on the left side? Yeah. So we went to cross oh, it, and I was walking back. I was going back. I think I was with my son, actually, too. And I just, like, broke through all the way to my waist. I was like, oh, there's my day. Yeah, we were. Uh, <laughs> it's like 10 miles I wasn't even too. thinking. We shot that thing, and then it got dark. So we are like, gutting it under headlamp. and I was like, oh, I'll just go grab the rhino and try and roll it out here. And Russ was like, bro, we're on a lake right now. And I was like, oh. Uh, we are i was like well it's frozen he's like yeah but barely like i don't think like just, we'll just carry it out back to the rhino i was like all right did you guys idea. sleep there or did you guys bomb you guys no. bombed out yeah we bombed out all the way back to anchorage that yeah. night super funny story about that trip too is like we left from work we're on the power plant at eklutna and uh we left straight from there and we were supposed to get off early and then we had some stuff come up so we didn't wind up getting off till five and we're like didn't buy any food, nothing. We're like, we'll get it on Glen Allen. Get to Glen Allen and like Glen Allen shuts down like <laughs> seven. Like nothing oh, was no. open. No liquor store. No, I was like, well, there's got to be at least a liquor store so we can at least get something. Beers, nothing. So we turn onto the tote cutoff or whatever, and uh, Russ just like pulls into that lodge right there, mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm just gonna go ask him if they'll sell us a bottle of whiskey. Is that the Gakona Lodge there? Yeah, the and we yeah. walk in, and it was like old Western, like tumbleweed, like <laughs> record scratches on the road. Like, and everyone just like slowly turns around. And we were sitting out in the parking lot for a minute, and I was like, dude, I don't, it's like, they can't really do that. And uh, he's like, well, I'm going to try. Like, we don't have anything else. Like, what are we going to do? And I was like, all right. We walk in, and it's like, gets super quiet. <laughs> and Russ is like, hey, I know this is a weird question, but is it possible that you guys would sell us a, just a bottle of Jameson? And the guy was like, well, technically we're closed for the season. This is kind of like our last hurrah. So, yeah, I can do that. Oh, so wow. he's like, here, just come with me. And they go in the back. And I'm like sitting out there. It's like crickets, like dudes staring at me. Russ going to make it back? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, they're like, what are you guys doing? I was like, oh, we're. I got a caribou tag, so we're headed up to like Chistachina, and he's like, or somewhere up there. He's like, "Oh, I'm the I'm the mailman that runs this whole route," and I was like, "Oh, you probably know the Ellis's." Then he's like, "Nabesna, of course." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, cool." He's like, "How long were you guys sitting out there in that truck watching us in here?" And I was like, "Well, you can't really see in here, but uh, we were sitting out there for a while." Why? He's like, "I was just wondering if." You guys saw smoking weed. And I was like, nope, but you pretty much just told me you were. He's like, damn it. <laughs> and then he was, I was like, 
I was like, well, if you're the mailman, you probably know where the caribou are, huh? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, but I can't tell you. And his wife's just like, just show him the goddamn video. <laughs> and so he plays me this video on his phone, and it's like a ton of caribou, like, crossing the road. He had to stop and let him go. Right? And then uh, he, like, stops it. And I was like, well, where was that? And he's like, can't tell you. And his wife's like, give me your phone. And she, like, rewinds it and pauses it on the mile post marker. <laughs> and she's like... There it is. <laughs> and that guy was not, he was not going to tell me. <laughs> and Russ finally comes back. Like, I don't know if they sat back there and drank a quarter of that bottle together, but it wasn't a full bottle. It was open. And then we left. And that was it. And I was just laughing my ass like, man, that was a crazy experience. That's hilarious. Yeah, he was no like, one what was happening out there? Lot, He's like, know? man, that guy was just burning a hole in my eardrum. I was like, well, they weren't saying much out here. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the case when you go to those little places i had the similar thing we went on our float and we were way at the what's that at the end of the steez what's that little town circle no no that'd be toward the the border oh man what is it called anyway it was a similar situation and we roll in there and i'm with uh steven uh, peters actually and he has his like regular like you know alaska diesel truck with the you know hid with the lights and we roll in and i went in there to like get something we needed some oil or something and like was that you everyone just stops and looks at you it was like was that you and that those bright lights shining in here i was like well we just turned in here yep that was probably us the only guys here he's <laughs> like what do you what do you got the high beams on for us on here and i was like oh we're just looking to buy some oil he's like tell him to turn them down i was like it's just a headlight man i don't know what to tell you adjustable it's just a jacked up f-350 they're either on or off there's no dimming it's like i'll let him know turn it down that's funny uh welcome to alaska wall project episode 108 today we have our friend brian mckinnon from pack back in the house thank you for coming in yeah yeah i'm glad glad we finally got together we got this going yeah. yeah, it was. It was like uh, this was your last chance, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had tried to schedule you, and, and then something came up, and then you had another like investor meeting or something last time we talked in Arizona, mm -hmm. and then yesterday, that's, I totally get it, dude. Stuff's yeah. going on, man. Welcome, though. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's badass. You guys planning to go to the Derby? Are you guys leaving for Homer, or are you guys? We were going to, but we looked at the water, and the water didn't look so well. Okay. So, uh, I, 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 that's why I was asking. We ended up bagging it today, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're hauling a 28-foot kingfisher down, and just it's just a bitch to drag a big boat that mm. far. I mean, a lot of guys are doing it. But then we're like, okay, if it snows a bunch, that just complicates everything. Oh, yeah. But then the forecast, it's like four-footers. On Saturday, so it's like fuck, dude. Yeah, I had to go out and get a couple of kings. Yeah, yeah, and it's if you guys have ever fished that derby and when it's rough, it it's just not that fun, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm they're gonna be people listening to this going, "You fucking sallies," but <laughs> you know, last year it got postponed, and mm. we went, you know, from Saturday to Sunday, and it just kind of just jacked up the whole vibe of it. And they did the best they could, but yeah, I feel bad for the Homer Commerce and all the all the businesses out there because yeah. I'm sure maybe a good forty percent of the people are thinking the same thing we are and mm -hmm. kind of bagging it, which is unfortunate. And I know maybe they'll postpone it to Sunday or whatever. Yeah. But for yeah. all the like Anchorage Wasilla boys that go out that way, that's it's quite a journey, you know, for one day. 
Yeah, most of the people I talk to are not going either. They yeah. park their boats and stuff. They're all, all ready to rock, but. Yeah. Yeah. They should, they should do it out. where it's like, like instead of the next day, it's like the next weekend. I don't know if that would help out. And they even moved the date this year. They moved the date back up to like the original date because last year was, I think, a little two later. Two years has been in April. April. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's, I think, traditionally or historically, whichever one, it's a March fishery. Winter Kings, right? Mm-hmm. April's more springy. I thought that I liked it better in March, but I think maybe I like it better in April. March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true, too. Well, but. traditionally, we always went down, like, October, November, you know, and it was always hot. Like, before we even started going to the Derby, so the we'd always really go good. out of anchor and go fish right out there. Yeah. Um, it just seems more like winter Derby-ish. Like, you get there now, it's really spring and nice, and which is enticing well, this for us. right now would be wintery, though, because, I mean, there's a shit ton of snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just seems like no. the fishing is better. And, no, well, they, we used to be better. They, the, I told you I got that email. That's what reminded me of it, and I tried to check the date and then realized that that's the day that all my friends get in town, and I'm, I yeah. can't go. No, they uh, the email they sent out showed Homer, like, no snow, super nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, it all yeah. melted. It was looking great down there. They yeah. were stoked for it, but, yeah, it looks like a pretty good storm coming. Yeah. Gusts up to 30 on Friday night. Who's, uh, whose boat were you guys going on? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Zane Millet. You guys are going to go with a guide. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. cool. Right on. Yeah, most of my, like I said, most of my buddies were like, I'm not going to drag my boat down there to go yeah. get a couple kings. And yeah. It's yeah. just too much now with fuel costs and everything. Yeah, it was a lot. Were, were you guys going to do kind of promotional deal with the cooler? Or? No, we were just going to go get some content and stuff and yeah. put it out. But, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing really major. We didn't really plan it super hot. It was just kind of last second thing. Yeah. Um, a couple of the buddies that were gonna, I was going to go with a while ago, they, they backed out and mm. just kind of. You know, it's Alaska. It you is. You never man. know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I would say I hate backing out of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I commit to a trip and go. So it just kind of, I was a little bit, I was just a little bit salty about it today. You know, I was like, I, I, I kind of don't, honestly, I didn't really want to go through the bullshit. But then I also was like, man, you know, you look forward to this all winter long. It's kind of like a springboard into, your summer adventures. Yeah. You know, it's like Winter King Derby and then Memorial Weekend comes and you just, you know, you have, we as Alaskans, we have all these traditional weekends and times that we do stuff. So to back out of it just kind of feels like, you know, selling ourselves short, but yeah. I, it's it's probably not meant to be this weekend, I feel like. I think it's just what it is, you know. Yeah, I had to call and uh, cancel my hotels and stuff this morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they got all kind of calls. I called them too today. Actually, yeah. I just told them because we're going back down for a hockey tournament in two weekends. Mm. So I was like, we'll just move the date to. Oh, there you go. Oh, cool. You didn't have a reservation for that yet? No, I didn't. Oh, so you're not a bad guy then. No, I just moved it down. <laughs> yeah. God, I told, I, I told him no. Phil had COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want that coming down here. No, they were still. Remember last year? They were still. They were still weird about COVID down there. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. yeah, the coffee shop. Like you couldn't go oh, in the yeah. coffee shop. They oh, were still they wearing made masks. Everybody, like, yeah, so that's out. actually a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Like, don't still, come down then. They're still yeah, a little weird go. about yeah. it. Still yeah, so we're gonna. Back pocket. My brother and I, we were stoked to go fishing, and so we're just gonna turn around and go up to Lake Louise tomorrow and. Do some ice fishing and camp up out there. And there you go. 
least get some kind of fishing going. I mean, I already had the weekend off on the calendar from the wife and kids. So yeah. And so did he. Yeah, so take, like, out, take advantage. <laughs> yeah, we're still going somewhere. <laughs> oh, that was a good. That was a good audible. Yeah, nice little audible. Um, I wanted before we move on. I want to give a big shout out to Eddie Burke, um, mm-hmm. one of our uh, buddies. I don't know if you guys know Eddie. Oh yeah. Um, he uh, just um, was announced. He is the rookie of the year for the Iditarod. I want to say he came in seventh, seventh, seventh place. Yeah. Um, so amazing race to him, and even the crazy story. I don't know if you've read the story how he lost his dog. I, I did. I did read on that. Yeah. Did you guys read that? Yeah. Fell asleep and Wild, <laughs> got man. bucked off, and he talked about that. If you remember when he's training mm-hmm. and the minnows and he's doing his thing, he said one of the like the things that kind of get him caught up is you get just you get sleep deprived. So you're just out there sleeping in the ground with your dogs and you don't sleep a lot. And but it's crazy yeah. to be going however fast you know ten twelve miles an hour freezing and just like fall asleep standing up like you must be That's so a, tired. I mean, it says something right there. Yeah, they yeah. don't they don't roll like a leash. No, they do, but he didn't. Normally, they have the little trailing, um, like, tether. like the uh, brake that just they kind of swing off and it's kind of like an anchor. Yeah. Um, but he just got bumped off, so he didn't have a chance to like throw the anchor out. So the dogs just kept going, and I guess it was a crazy snowstorm. And That's what I mean. You would think they have like a, a backup, like well, like a leash, like a surfboard. Grab type, your leg like and how just, a surfboard. Oh, is. just like little drag. Leash, but like <laughs> it would be like you? a retractable. Yeah. So like it's, it's not, not dragging. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Kill the engine. Maybe. Yeah. Kill the <laughs> engine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tether. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it'd be called a tether. A tether. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's maybe that was a rookie mistake. I don't know. I have to talk to him about that. Ooh, That's a good rookie one. mistake. Yeah. But man, congratulations to him and the guys that helped him out. I mean, another guy stopped and 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 he jumped on his other, for a while. The other rookie. Well, that, no, there was two guys. One guy came. Oh, that's right. That's one right. One guy yeah. came to help him out. I can't remember his name, and he rode with him on his for a little bit, trying to catch up to the dogs, but it was like too much weight for his 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 team. So he jumped off and kept walking, and then the the other rookie guy came and helped him out, which is awesome. And how scary is that, dude? You are in the middle of fucking nowhere for, and it's just you can't see anything. It's minus twenty degrees, and you just have nothing, like no communication, that's no anything. Really, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be on, like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, on the Iron Dog Trail between, you know, Squitna and Rainy Pass or something where there might be some guys just randomly riding sleds. Yeah. But, but that's, like. Yeah, because it's mean, not like. Uh, the Bering Sea. I mean, those guys are gapped pretty <laughs> far, you know. Yeah. It's not like, a, oh, a sled dog will be by in 20 minutes. It's yeah, not. Yeah, like, no, it's, they, it's they could be gapped. Yeah, hours. it could be 10 hours, 5 hours, 2 hours. And that visual of just falling off your sled and. Oh, yeah. oh man oh dude. that's gonna feel doing? just like awful pit, yeah. talk about a pit in your stomach just like yeah. ah, he's barking out the you know the commands yeah. and they're just i think what did he say he barked out the command and then lead dog just turned the burners on and they just yeah pulled away started running away faster well you probably can't hear shit either it's just like blowing like blowing. crazy well, just think for those dogs. Like all those dogs want to do is run, and now there's 200 pounds less. Yeah, They're just like, like, oh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> the turbo's kicked in. Just got easy. Yeah. What's really crazy is that they ran right to the next checkpoint. Yeah. So like the people that are there oh, yeah. see this team of dogs come in, and Rolling where's the where's it. the guy? Well, know? I mean, they're they're on the trail. There's really only one way, really. You know, right? For those dogs, they're just yeah. following a trail. That's at least. They uh, know. Path of resistance, right? Yeah, it's packed sand, down and sense on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool that a Reddington finally won. How dope is that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, the father that I did around. Like, he won a trophy that's his grandfather is the trophy. That's really like cool. That, and, he's the fir- and he's the first one in the family to win it. That's pretty damn cool, man. That is sick. That is cool. Yeah. And I think he came in during the day, too, right? So everybody was up and, you know, because Eddie came in, I think, at, like, 2 Too o'clock late. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody had to like he's coming in. Okay, get up. I don't think it matters, man. Gnome's like Vegas no, it's just yet. rolling. <laughs> it's just rolling. Yeah, bars no, are open till five, closed for like <laughs> two hours. <laughs> you know how that just is. Just to restock. <laughs> yeah, I was getting Snapchats and stuff from it. And I was just like, wow, he's got yeah. going. I have, oh, yeah. a, I have a I hilarious story about I, I did a ride in Gnome from uh, uh, two friends of mine that worked at Humpy's with me, like. They're both from Minnesota, Joe and his wife. Uh, and they uh, they they have a cabin out at Cash Witness. So they're like pretty familiar with dog sledding and all that. So they're, yeah. they're into it. So one year they were like, oh, you got to go to Nome for the finish that I did around. It's like it's the coolest party and super fun. So they go up there and um, they have like this <laughs> like wet T-shirt contest she sees oh. advertisement for and she's like you know i've been we've been here for like a day like i haven't seen anyone like i feel like i can win it's five grand oh like oh, winning five grand oh she's and feeling like, herself and like bit. an ounce of gold or something <laughs> like it was a big prize yeah and so she was like you know i can get wild when and, and no. so she <laughs> enters it and then it's like later that evening and she shows up and they you know they like tell her oh there's a you know, here's your T-shirt, and just go in the back, and you change, and whatever. And she says she walked in the back, and, like, she was, like, like they literally, like, flew girls in. <laughs> <laughs> she was, like, uh, I'm not oh, sure how I'm no. going to win this. <laughs> I'm going to have to do something real special. <laughs> but she said that. She was, like, at that point, I was pretty toasted, so I didn't back out. But I was, like, nice. I'm still going to do it. She didn't win. <laughs> Bernard, uh, you know Bernard Powell? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Bernard yeah. Powell, one year there, put a put a like a wig on and some ski goggles and stuff, and won the nicest ass competition. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. He's got a pretty funny video of it. I'll try to get it from him. I think Bernard is everywhere all the time. Oh yeah. I see this. No matter where, I could be in Seattle. I'll run into Bernard. <laughs> yeah. uh, Vegas, you run into Bernard. You be That's at the true, randomest man. like. Yep. It's poker funny house. How it you know, it works like that oh, with yeah. Alaskans, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. I feel like you can be anywhere, like some remote trip, and you'll just be like somebody from Alaska will just roll in. Always, yeah. Airports. I run into people constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brian, yeah. I'm like, what? I'm in Minnesota uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> how, are you, how are you here? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That happened to us when we were in Hawaii too. We're at a random beach, not many people there, and we just happened to pull up and park and walk by, and this guy's like, "You from Alaska?" I was like, yeah. He's like, I could tell. <laughs> I was like, oh. Was like, Y'all yeah. are pretty pale. We're all whiter than everyone else around <laughs> here. Back to that Howie episode. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, let's get into a little bit of uh, you, Brian. Just give us a little bit of uh, your Alaska history and uh, growing up here and what kind of stuff you were getting into before you got into the packback game. Uh, born and raised here. Tried to leave a couple times. Always came back and... Um, Love the place, really. Getting a little sick of the winters, but mm. love the summers here. Can't trade them for anything. Um, grew up on the river. Our, uh, our pops took us fishing pretty much every single weekend. We were big in the airboats and stuff like that. and Just kind of a 
way of life. Um, didn't look at it as a job for a while until um, you know, started my first company, which is Acnuna Technologies, which is based around a safer industrial fueling system, and ended up getting a lot of attention with that. But couldn't find any investment here. It was really, really kind of a um, terrible place to try to get investment. Uh, the entrepreneurial support system back then wasn't too hot. It's doing a lot better now, but uh, while doing that one, ended up uh, building a all aluminum jet ski just because I wanted one, and um, uh, ended up having the guys from the National Guard come in to talk to me about the fuel nozzle, and they looked at the boat and was just like, "What is this?" You know. So I ended up calling my my um, investors and pretty or my my mentors and said, "Hey, I think I." accidentally started a company mm. and that kind of went gangbusters for a little bit and then uh then it ended up ending a little sour and then uh yeah i kind of went back to work trucked for a long time stuff got into trucking for a little bit and then had a pretty heavy string of deaths um between the friends group and stuff and you know um i was starting this company right after uh alumaski with dan mcgrew and he ended up passing away at my house. And then uh, a couple more followed. And Adrian, Adrian Murphy kind of mm -hmm. snuck mm -hmm. me out of Alaska to Vegas and uh, to kind of get away with everything. I wasn't doing so hot mentally. And the uh, country concert happened. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah that flipped me uh, <clears throat> a little bit upside down, obviously, you can tell. But it uh, kind of took my life over and stuff. Ended up losing everything and homeless for a little bit you know tried to go away and ended up not working so i kind of promised promised my family stuff would come back yeah yeah you know so that this uh me and you know adrian was involved with pack back a little bit dan was involved with pack back and i just kind of uh you know i used it as a reason to kind of stick with it i was i was kind of overtaken by ptsd and you know, anxiety attacks and stuff, couldn't go into public, scared to be around my daughters and stuff. And it was a, uh, I just looked at it honestly as a reason to keep keep working real hard. Got a job up on the slope and ended up using that money to, uh, you know, get a house and uh, have to pay checks once to develop in this thing. And, you know, for a while it was it was pretty, pretty hard. I had to go out by myself. I promised myself with this company I'd leave a lot. Go talk to uh, investors down south and get to know the different entrepreneurial programs and go state to state and meet some different people and ended up running into, uh, or got introduced actually by uh, Rand, our friend, mutual friend Randy up here, uh, got introduced to Jack Arbor and uh, he's out of Maine, he's got a wealth management company. We hit it off right away, he invested in the company and introduced me to the right people, we built up a team and we were trying to figure out how to get this thing out in front of people. And I uh, I kept talking about this, you know, this show ICAST, and, which is like the SEMA show of the outdoor world. And they have a new, uh, new product showcase, and I just wanted to get there. You know, being in Alaska, it's so hard to meet people and, uh, you know, have conversations with retailers and stuff like that. So this is an industry-only event where we could just go there if we could get in and talk to people. And so I pretty much got on the phone and begged and plead and got a hold of uh, Blake Swaco, who was the, the vice president, and he was kind enough to let me in, you know. Um, and then we get down there, and it was just, man, we walked in, and it was 
we like these tiny people. I mean, like, yet he's got these million dollar booths and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <clears throat> so it was uh, there was like nine hundred thirty seven, nine hundred thirty two. Something like that. Yeah. New products, and you're talking, you know, Garmin and Bodie and you know, real fish and and uh, all the big boys. All the big boys. Mm-hmm. The first day we got uh, best new cooler against all the cooler companies. So that was like, oh yeah, incredible. Just made a splash. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was wild. So we went out that night thinking it was over and celebrated a little bit and Yeah. Walked in a little late the next day and <laughs> man there's people at the booth and stuff and then we had to rush over. We almost didn't get the thing in yeah. <laughs> to the uh the final, you know, the the out of all the categories, you know, they have a best of show. Oh, okay. And we just went to watch it, you know, outside the things that we were going against. I was like, you know, there's no way, you know, yeah. and uh, we ended up winning that and it just Man, it ever since, yeah, we were in you know 40 something different magazines and TV shows and all these different stuff, newspapers, and it just went wild, you know. And it's it's been amazing ever since we built our team up. We have a rock star, rock star team now of just industry experts, and it's been amazing, you know. And we uh kind of hit it hard, hit the ground running and stuff. We just uh signed with big rock distributors, and they're gonna. You know, move us. Uh, they're going to grow us into possibility of fifteen thousand stores over the next couple of years. Is that like a promotional uh, w- w- distributor? Yeah, yeah, I mean, just as far as they're the they're like the pipeline to get you into the big stores and. Well, they 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 what they do is they <coughs> buy the product from you and then they put okay. it in their stores. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So amazing, incredible people. They've they've worked real hard to just grow with us. They're not yeah. trying to like push us out. You know, they know that we're a startup. Mm-hmm. We're the first startup to ever win ICAST, first cooler to ever win ICAST. So oh, wow. it was kind of a different thing, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they've been, they've been great. They actually just put their, put their first in, uh, indication PO in, which is cool. It's our first bulk, bulk order. And it was a, we all kind of Stayed a bit silent for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a blessing Whoa. for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we were talking back and forth with with uh, Bass Pro and Cabela's and stuff. And finally, me and Phil, it was just emails back and forth. And mm-hmm. you feel like we're getting on a getting on a goddamn plane. Yeah, and we just went there. It's like we're we're gonna be in the area. And um, truth be told, we were still in Alaska. But he's like, "Oh, you're in the area." I was like, "Well." We're in Alaska. If I'm down in any type of southern states, I'm in your area right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yeah, show up. And, yeah, we showed up. And, yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk details on that one yet. But mm-hmm. they are uh, they were very, very excited about us being from Alaska. They're very supportive. Like, uh, I kind of was expecting more of a big corporation feel on everything just because of how huge. They're huge. They're massive. I mean, even walking in their stores, like, is that the one that's in Indiana? It's like 17 oh, acres or something? Missouri. Missouri. Mm-hmm. Missouri. Yeah. Okay. It was insane. It took us days to go through, to go see everything. and So I kind of expected a little more of a uh, corporate feel. Like a, like a suits and ties yeah. type and We walk thing. in there and this, this, you know, this guy's amazing. His name's Jesse. He's in a t-shirt. Good old boy. Good old boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loves the product and let's do this and let's do that. And they were very uh, excited about opening in alaska mm. like they want to push the fact that we, we we're choosing to stay here and this is alaska company and everything and hell yeah they want to show our support you know because not a lot of stuff like this comes out of alaska especially in very, the industry very true yeah and so uh yeah they even 
you know, they were like, we'll sign your map too so that the little guys around there still have a, a chance. Mm. We can't, can't underbite them or nothing. Yeah. Mm. They're very supportive of like local companies. That's cool. Yeah. Really big feel. Yeah. Cause I mean, we turned down Walmart, Target, all sorts of stuff just because of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was good to find find people like that and to realize that they're so amazing when it comes to entrepreneurship and the economies that they're in. Yeah. Is, are, is that so cool. a separate deal than with uh, Big Rock? Yeah. Okay. So they're they're handling their own because they got their own distribution in their own yeah. stores. So Big Rock, what they do is they, they pretty much do like all the smaller specialty mom and pops. Okay. Um, all the way up to, to Bass Pro if we want, but we're t- the, the big guys, we go direct. Gotcha. And they're doing, uh, you know, small smaller to medium stores and stuff. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, we kind of skip right over the Lumiskey thing. Um, I know that I, Joe Peters has one. I know mm-hmm. a couple other dudes that have one, and they talked him up all the time. Did Joe have the first one. He was one of the first one. Yeah. Him and yeah. Casey Shade, rest in peace. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Casey what? What? Uh, did that just kind of fizzle out? Are there? Are those still out there? Did someone like take over that thing? Or that was a. It was kind of a sour, sour story with that. Again, I was going through a string of of deaths. So Pulled it up on YouTube too. There you got video of oh, yeah. of uh, Joe's Joe's uh, setup and everything. But keep going, Brian. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't doing so hot back then, and I, you know, I thought I uh, I had a pretty solid team behind me. And, um, you know, two of the guys that I really trusted the most um, kind of took advantage of me and, you know, mm. pushed me out and stuff like that to say it in a very kind way, uh, which sucks. But, you know, I, I still own a tiny bit of the company. But they, uh, yeah, they're, they're not doing so hot, really, from yeah. the last I heard. Um, they went away from kind of the, uh, the personal aspect of it and went more towards uh, uh, response. Okay. So okay. Yeah, they're doing good for a while, but you know, in my personal opinion, they just didn't have the right team. You yeah. Know, so yeah. It kind of tapered off. Getting engines and stuff was really hard. Mm. Um, none of the none of the factories really would would supply direct engines and stuff. So they had to. Uh, they we had to get them from buying entire jet skis and kind of gutting them and stuff right off the block. And when you're, when you got high demand and stuff, you know, you're looking at 20, 30 jet skis, it's kind of hard to put together because those things are allocated per year. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that that was, yeah, I know that that was a really rough situation for them, but, um, yeah, the mini boats probably started taking over engines and whatnot. Yeah. So this, when I built the first one, it was the same time that a guy in new, uh, uh, New Zealand named Neil, yeah, was building the first side by side of Lumis or uh, mini uh, jets, mini jets. Mm-hmm. You know, and so back then there was no parts, and we were, we kind of bumped back and forth on each other a couple times, and you know I showed him the steering that I did, and he showed me where to put the pump and stuff like that, and I was just going to build it because I wanted one at first. Yeah, and um, it's way my, cool. mine was a little unique, so I kept it a little more secret. He put those videos out, and man, those things blew up. They just blew up yeah. and stuff, and the kits. Yeah, you now know, there's the kits. You can just yeah. order it and do the welding yourself. It's like pretty. That's that's that was a big thing where we didn't see eye to eyes. I really I wanted to do the kits, but they were so, up like kind of um, they were worried about the image of the product, how it would come out, if um, you know someone did it in their garage. And it's like, well, who cares? 
yeah. yeah you know so those kids started coming out for the skis and stuff you know jet stream and yep man they just killed it killing it they yeah. killed it and they're still killing it i think they sold more yeah oh, that industry's when, blowing up oh yeah when they when they first started like really catching ground they sold more kits than any boats combined wow it's crazy was that the yeah. same deal with the jet ski you had to buy like a full kawasaki yeah. pull the engine and jet out of it and then yeah okay yeah, there wasn't really anything. There's a lot of stuff out now. There's pumps. There's all sorts of stuff you can buy now. Uh, great oh. stomp grades and steering yeah. systems yeah. and mm -hmm. suspension <coughs> seats. And it's been really fun to watch, you know, from, from the background, watching the industry just explode. I mean, it's been really, really <coughs> cool, you know, at least just knowing I had something to do with it. Well, yeah. and I, I mean, to, um, to flip a positive spin on it, um, badass, unique, cool idea that you kind of – you were the groundwork for it, mm -hmm. right? Um, but experience for you as an entrepreneur and building something with your name on it, with your yeah. with your footprint, your stamp, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I know, unfortunately, it didn't maybe work out the right way, but you fast forward to now, you know, you, you learned a lot from that experience. I'm thankful. I mean, right. I, I tell my dad this all yeah. the time. If, if I would have taken one step to the left at any time in my life, it wouldn't be right here. Yeah. Mm. You know, so it's... I have no hard feelings towards any of the people, you Good know. For you, Brian. Like Good I, for I, you. I think they're great. They gave it a solid try, and mm -hmm. you know, my non competes up. So, yeah, I'm there you go. Them, I'm going to build them again. Nice, and they know that. Good for you. You know, so yeah. with my connections now, it's going to go a lot further. You know, we're in the military <laughs> yeah. and everything now. We, yeah. we're getting in all the AFI's, uh stores on base. We have crazy connections through what we're doing right now. So, yeah, yeah. Some man, shit just. Comes for happens full yeah it does that's man right, you just right. stay the yeah. course you know and you know and i'm thankful i mean it's i mean i owe a couple of those guys a big big long hug thank you you know if you wouldn't have screwed me over i wouldn't have done this yeah. you know so it's just kind of like i think a lot of people can say like that yeah right you yeah. know or put that perspective on it so that's mm -hmm. fucking that's awesome yeah i, like well, I think i think all the people who move on pivot and succeed always can say it like that the people who can't mm. say it like that, they don't move on. They don't yeah. grow from yeah. it. They're sitting on the sidelines. Those too. are the people who mm. still say lose, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, you hear me say that all the time, win or learn, win or learn. Like, you mm -hmm. don't win or lose. Like, you don't lose. Yeah. You never lose. It's an experience. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's what yeah, you got out of it. From it. You learn You learn lessons out of big lessons out of it. The hard way, but, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes... That's a hundred percent. I mean, going into this company, I knew definitely what not to do. I mean, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Before you were probably kind of naive and, and just was, not yeah. educated yeah. on it. To be because honest, I didn't think I was ever supposed to be an entrepreneur. You know, mm -hmm. it was like it was never something that was just beaten into my brain. And uh, it, a lot of people, you know, it just oh, comes totally. to a shock. You know, it's yeah. The people that hit it the first time, it's very far and few between. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of know, luck involved uh, there yeah. too. Yeah, and they yeah. usually they usually waste it yeah it's yeah. usually they're usually that horrible story mm -hmm. yeah the guys that do yeah. strike it on the first one no most of the guys that i know that are successful business guys like 100 percent baptized by fire like they learned they learned the hard way and they took a lot of and it's it's risk takers that that get that mm -hmm. and obviously you had that because i mean you don't even want to build that for yourself if you're not someone who wants to get out and do crazy shit right Rappers. so so you already yeah. <laughs> yeah so you already have that in you where you're like 
I, I'm not afraid to push the chips in. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just money. That's right. That's Either right. making it or spending it. And I want to share a cool story. Um, like, has probably. So Adrian was still <clears throat> with us um, years ago. Was up on the desk with my family. We got a extreme shallow jet boat. You know, I just mm-hmm. went up for a Sunday fishing trip. I was just fished the mouth, went up the river. You know, I'm pretty good going through the rocks and the whole thing. And mm-hmm. and then uh, I run up and I see you on your Luma ski. And then there was a group of all the homies uh, in a jet boat. And I think maybe it was. Um, uh, Zach Schumacher. Yes, Zach, I, I think it was Zach's boat. Yeah, I yeah. Feel like I got some pretty good pictures of that day, actually. Yeah. yeah, it was just a random Sunday. I think you guys were all partying and playing in Big Lake just over the weekend. Yeah. Yep. It, was, it was you, I, Phil. I don't know if you were there or not. Uh, Bernard, Bernard was on the boat. Mm-hmm. Adrian, all you guys. Do you know Bernard up. was there? Oh, Bernard was, yeah, <laughs> Bernard was there for sure, accidentally. <laughs> yeah. But I just remember watching because they were running up and, and videotaping you on the Lumaski, and then yeah. we all, you know. Conjugated there at the mouth at the end, but it was just in the in the moment. It was just another cool Sunday afternoon in the summer in Alaska. We're all running the rivers with the jet boats and skis and the fun thing. But now, like looking back on it, mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool experience for me to get to see oh, yeah. what culminates from from all that. So that's what yeah. it was all about. I kind of want to share that little experience that I personal experience I had out in doing the fun shit and seeing you guys out yeah. there doing it and with your friends and everybody's smiling with sunburns and shit and you know how Alaskan <laughs> summer yeah, oh, yeah exactly yeah. and he was wearing a life preserver too for the record so. okay good 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 <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure uh, let's take a record. quick break and we'll come back and get into uh, some more of that pack back Barney Sports Chalet supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, Tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska, these products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan, BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery pint nights, and more. Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen. 
This is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. Yeah, shoot, shoot makes come up, man. He's got the big Osprey salt boat now. And mm-hmm. I know it was like five, six, maybe seven years ago, him and Bernard went out to... Uh, uh, bottom of uh, Montague and caught some big halibut, and he was mm-hmm. running a jet boat then. And yeah, now you see him pulling into port with like a I think he's, fuck, he's got a thirty foot osprey or something. Yeah, him, him and him and Kinger went down. And I, I believe got that in Florida or something. Oh, he, for a pro- crazy deal, like partners on the boat type yeah. thing. Yeah, that's a way to do it actually. Yeah, he. Uh, I remember they sent me pictures of it, and I was like, wait, how much? Like it was a is a one once in a lifetime deal. Yeah. That boat's beautiful. So ben got on his boat, too. Divorce. Yeah, someone's divorced and they're like, ah, oh, just yeah. take it. You just, <laughs> yeah. You just catch <laughs> the right situation, <laughs> man. Oh, that's, that's terrible. how it goes. Uh, walk us through um, thinking about your new your new invention that you did there. So you, the Lumiski thing goes bad, and then you decided you're going to jump back into the game here. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did, what, what has sparked the idea for the f- initial uh, pack back? It started out as a backpack when uh, – you know, when I was still doing a Lumiski, I had to I had to have everything kind of compact in a backpack and everything, mm-hmm. and um, kind of got used to going a river like that. And like a minimalist. Yeah, yeah. and the, the the big idea was always to do a, a battery operated vacuum sealer. Mm. You know, like growing up on the river and stuff, I just kind of realized that not a lot of people out there realize what fish straight out of the water tastes like. It's a whole different whole different animal, you know. Mm. Great point. And so I've always wanted to be able to fillet it vacuum seal it right there you leave the the mess there and stuff you're replenishing the river by throwing your fish back and everything and um so the backpack was going to be the first thing and i built this like not safe (laughs) 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 set up to have like a vacuum sealer one of those uh portable car charger or car jumpers like the size of a cell phone (laughs) yeah and I, I wired it and stuff, so it had like a plug-in for like a car plug-in, and then an inverter in there, and then I was able to plug it in. You had to like press it and do it real quick, and both of them were about to like start melting and everything. But <laughs> it became something that I was. And like, you're Man, by the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hands are soaking wet. And stuff, yeah. like, All the good stuff. Yeah. But I um, just kind of realized that it was a it was a big thing when I took it to the took the Russian River once, and people kind of saw it and was like the hell how are you doing that on the bank right now yeah and so it started out as a backpack uh dan mcgrew got into it with me and everything and we were doing it together and obviously he passed away so that kind of got put on the back burner for a while and then when we were going through it we always talked about doing a cooler 
you know, and so I ended up, um, you know, again, kind of used it as something to get back into to look forward to because at the time I was really, really kind of reaching for something mm. and um, decided to go with the cooler first this time. And I was like, man, if I could design the perfect cooler, what would it be? Yeah. You know, and so multi-coolers and everything going out, the table going out and, and uh, you know, the cutting board and everything, it, it just kind of combined it into to one five and one object that just brings everything with it and then it has you know the compartment that holds the vacuum sealer so so when you were first invented were you like just taking pieces from something else like how do you even create the first like prototype to be honest i mean there's a there was a hundred different renditions before i finally said that's the one you know i mean it started out with the vacuum sealer in the side of the the cooler and it was just a single compartment and really easy then i started you know like I was like, man, I want to do different sizes because I always bring this cooler and then this cooler. And then I'm like, man, I haven't seen really any multi-chambered coolers that are that are actually separated by insulation. I think there's one more in the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, they're um, not very common at all. Yeah, they're just yeah. a slide-in divider, right? Yeah. Most of them, yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which and sucks. So, yeah. And so uh, I just kind of, we started on that direction. And then it was like, well, this is going to be used for filleting, you know, have the door and everything like that i can put a table on top and it can hook to the side type thing and then you know i had like a flap on top of the uh there's like a full door on top of the sealer compartment and i was kind of like well damn i could put a cutting board in there and even have it so it can slide out when the whole thing's down and everything's accessible and it just over time again i wasn't like trying to rush to market at the time you know um especially back then it was you know no, no one was going to invest in me no one was going to do stuff i was doing it as the money came in and, um, yeah, when it finally hit and I started telling people, it was actually COVID. When COVID hit, I had, mm. I had it in CAD and I talked to some people and, uh, they had that little situation where all the, all the, the vaccines came into Alaska. They wanted to give it to the, the uh, villages first and they had no way to get it there. Mm. And this, per this person ended up, like knew that I was doing this cooler and, um, she ended up calling me. I was like, what's going on with that cooler? I tried to get them to front load it and stuff, you know, but um they couldn't do that but that's when it kind of was like okay now i got something in this cooler you know and it started growing when the medical industry started looking at it and you know i told them it was going to be uh, rotomolded molded and they're hand polished before they're put in the boxes and everything it's the highest quality you can do and uh very easy to sterilize and um once the medical industry kind of started looking at it they they started getting heavy on the sealer again the whole, the whole concept of the thing it's a, it's like a mobile administration site mm. You know, oh, and then yeah. with the sealer, they can bag all the used syringes and gauze pads and all mm. that stuff and vacuum seal it, and it's no longer a biohazard for transport, you know, so. Slick. Yeah, then we got into, uh, you know, response and stuff. We're, we're talking to different response companies with the, with the government right now and trying to work our way into there of having mm. a, a response cooler, and I've already got the new cooler designed, and yeah, it's even better than this one. YouTube yeah. right here. Um, at what point do you decide like you you like you really like the model that you're at right now and then you decide well i need to like patent this or trademark this and, and walk us through um what that deal is because i know a lot of people that have a great idea that seems to be a big obstacle daunting that's the scary part there, there's so much thought that has to go into it and it's 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 not understood by a lot of people that's where i help a lot of people honestly that's mm. like their main question is i got this idea yeah <laughs> Where do I go from there? Yeah, 90% <laughs> of the time, someone else has too. 
you know, even if you don't see it on the shelves and stuff, it could have been patented and it got shelved, but that's not bad because like if they do have a patent, they never did anything with it. You can contact those people and say, how much for the patent? Now you got a patent, Mm. you know, but the, the scary part is, is, you know, I think it was a couple of years. I mean, it was like years that it took to get this patent and a lot of money. And so it's very expensive process and how they do it is one, they're going to do a search and they look at the, they look at different patents that are out there, different claims, and if it eliminates you all the way, it it it, it does, you know. Mm. No but red flags, and then now you're yeah, idea and you goes have out to, the window. You have to kind of go down and how risky it is too, because you can you can always kind of patent something, but it's like little fine details of that, mm. you know. Like we have our table and stuff. It's a separate patent, separate claim. Oh, okay. you know? oh wow. And so, um, yeah, how broad is your patent on this? Is it? It's pretty broad. Any yeah. any cooler with a vacuum sealer yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty broad and then we separated them we actually they're patent pending separate right now the sealer and the uh the cooler separate and then we went patent pending on the new one right now which is it's like i can't wait to start being able to show it but yeah um the, the first thing you have to realize is you have to go in you have to look at the patents that are already out and the claims that are already out and and see how hard it is to to fight is it worth to patent it you know, and you also have to sit there and go, okay, well, how big is my market? You know, if it's if it's a very specified product or like a, a tool for a certain thing, it's almost not worth it. You know, the money and time you're going to spend on patenting the product, it's almost not worth it. You know, yeah. and it's it's how much is it going to take to develop too? Like, yeah. do you have two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Probably not. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's, can you find two hundred fifty thousand dollars in you know a couple months? No, probably not. So the easiest way to, to do it is is to look at it. If you have a bold patent and it, you have a huge market and it's a, a very in-demand thing, go for it. Spend the money, have the mm. fun, do all that stuff. It's worth the risk. It's worth the risk, you know, and especially if you have a patent in the end and there's other huge companies that are making similar products, mm. you can go license it to them. Gotcha. But if, okay. it, if it's a very special product and there's another big company that's making similar products and they, they kind of make, you know, like oil field tools that only oil rig guys are going to going to buy it's easier just to do a provisional patent which uh you know you can get them done for a thousand bucks and your patent pending for 365 days and you can go out and license that you know you're not going to get the big bucks you'll get probably three percent tops if Mm. it's a really good deal but if you have a patent you have a prototype you have molds and stuff like that you start ticking up you know you're upwards of 10 percent royalties and stuff with a nice kicker up front for um you know, to, so they can have the exclusive on it and whatnot, mm. you know, but it, it just, it, it, it matters. It matters kind of on the product. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. it's just not worth it. Sometimes speed, the market is your power. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? Gotcha. You said, it, you, you mentioned something you said it, went to, it had it in CAD. 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 What does that mean? Uh, 3D CAD programs. Okay. Like yeah. the design is all set up, the measurements and all the, okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got so it. So you can just give that to a manufacturer and they can build it off your CAD program. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Like gotcha. Two, two spec. Hmm? You taught yourself CAD. Yeah. I taught myself CAD and everything. This one, I, I mean, I oh, started. So you were actually messing around on your own laptop, like. Yeah. I mean, I. printed it out yourself. Well, I, I, I hired people this time after a while. Yeah. When I realized it was kind of going to go somewhere and stuff, but like yep. my fueling system and everything, I, I designed that myself. And like we have different uh, Alumaski stuff that I designed and stuff. And um, I didn't get huge into it. Uh, I, I Like the people I have that, that I work with now, my engineering team, are pff, 
Oh, yeah. It's unreal to they watch do it them for work. a living. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's incredible what they can do mm-hmm. with that stuff. And they could test it. Oh, like they right. build the thing, they do stress tests and all this stuff in CAD, and they're like, well, we got to add more plastic here and yep. reinforce it there. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. CAD's pretty, pretty wild. But it's a long process. I mean, if you have a new product going to going to market, it's it's a little daunting and scary. Yeah, you know, I bet. it's. Uh, I have to tell people all the time that, you know, different different companies I mentor and everything, f- fantastic products come out of Alaska, but it's ten times harder here. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, you know, they're they're, usually they're young and amped, and I got this idea, and I'm going to be a millionaire, and you know, yeah, you, you can have it, but fifty percent royalties, and it's like. Okay, sit down for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Let me break your heart real quick and yeah. talk about this. Get you prepared. Yeah, you know, so. Well, and then <clears throat> you talked about you got this big bulk order that mm-hmm. just came through. And I got to thinking about like manufacturing, mm-hmm. like making the shit. Like, mm-hmm. how does that even, like, how do you, how do you just mass produce? Like, how does it even go there? So. That was one of, honestly, the hardest parts. Okay. Was getting into the manufacturing companies, vetting the manufacturing companies and stuff. We're, we're overseas right now. Okay. We went with a couple different uh, American companies, and they just couldn't do the quality I wanted, believe it or not. Mm. I mean, the China just has plastic on lock. They, they blew the quality out of the water. I mean, and the price was right. They were amazing to work with. Uh, the, company, the company that um, I'm working with actually makes a lot of the coolers that you buy. Right, believe it or not, and uh, they're just amazing. They've got it down. We're working to do uh, American made. This new cooler I have coming out is injection molded, so we're, that, <coughs> that's feasible here. Rotor molding in America is pff, very expensive. It's a long process. I mean, each cooler takes like an hour mm. just the mold come out. Then you have to put it inside a different uh, different mold to put the foam in. You know, and it's it just takes so much time. The mm. burn right here is quite a bit more expensive. Um, yeah, you know, so. But injection molding is a different story. It's so fast. It's a, it's a huge cost up front for the molds. Um, and uh, roto molding is a lot cheaper, you know, cheaper getting into it and stuff. The molds for this cooler, I think we're, you know, the cooler and sealer and stuff, we're up just over $100,000, I think it was, to get started. And can you break down the difference? What? Roto molding, you know, injection molding? Right. So roto molding <laughs> is you have a, a, just a metal mold. You weigh out how much plastic you want to put in there pour it in there and it's on this big arm you know and it twists like this and so it goes into an oven okay and it sits in there and twists and this you know there's thing goes like this and then the arms twist on the end and so it's melting that plastic on the inside of it and coating the exterior or the interior of the actual mold okay so there's no high pressure there's no nothing they don't have to build this insane mold injection molding they're heating up the plastic and pressing it in you know like the plastic in the plastic the plastic in the metal mold. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, it's just a big, big milled chunk of metal. Okay. And so they heat it up, and it's kind of like a corkscrew thing that pushes the uh, the melted plastic in and stuff. And so there's high pressure, it's high, high everything. But they push it in, and you can do multiple bottoms at once, and mm. then it cools it right away, and they open it, and they pop out. Easier to mass produce. Yeah, then it goes together, and they do it again. So you get, uh, like right now, off a of mold, we're getting a... It's about four hundred and twenty a month off of a, a roto oh, wow. mold. Yeah, and injection mold we can get upwards of like, you know, four and five hundred. Ah. Every single month off of each one of them. Okay. You know, the sealers we can do thirty five thousand a month. That's injection molded and assembled. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge difference. Again, why costly you can, up front, but 
Well, you can fill an order though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, we just ordered two more molds actually for the cooler. So. So what's like the timeline with all that? By the time you put it in, and now it's got to actually get physically built, made, and so then everything about, brought back. You got about like we put our order in. You got a month, and there's about a month, maybe a month and a half shipping. We just missed that whole COVID thing. Oh really? Man, oh. we just missed that. <laughs> so of, lucky. Yeah. With the, the shortage of materials, you mean? Uh, no, or, it was, or, it was or, uh, shipping situations where the, oh. the those tankers were out in the ocean and stuff, sitting out there oh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. six months. People weren't getting their stuff, and they're charging them by the day mm. that it's sitting out there. And so, I mean, these these containers are coming in, like uh, like one container right now is you know probably about when said and done about five thousand dollars. You know, in, during COVID, it was twenty five thousand dollars, and that's if it didn't get stuck out there. <laughs> you know, so. We were like really trying to get around that and figure that out and the price and stuff. And sure. it, it takes five molds to make this one cooler. So it's a very expensive cooler as is. Yeah. And um, we just kind of, you know, by the grace of Adrian, I guess. There you go. <laughs> you yeah. yeah. We just missed it and prices went down and everything right when we started ordering everything. So it was, it was beneficial for us and we're doing good. And now, you know, we can give it at a, you know, a price that we're not killing people. You know, yeah. it's still a very expensive cooler, but it's the best you ever, it's the best of quality you can get, highest performing cooler, and you never have to buy another one. What is the MSRP on that? 750 for the cooler, yeah. Seven fi and that's the 88 quart? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's a big cooler, man. It's big. Yeah. It's I was funny, just we had looking to, around YouTube, it's fucking massive. Yeah, we had to stop, uh, we had to purposely stop having me take pictures with it, because I'm such a big guy. <laughs> oh, and make so it look small? And that's like the only <laughs> pictures we had. <laughs> People start getting the coolers and they're like, "What whoa, the whoa, hell?" This is a two-man <laughs> job. Look this big in the picture. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, how does the vetting process go with like you're dealing with like these manufacturing companies and all that stuff? Like, how do you even begin to like search that up? Is there someone that's helping you with that, or you just like uh, you know, banging the not, internet down? Or believe it or not, I was doing this all myself for a long time before anybody got in, included. I, I had molds ready and everything you know, paid okay. for myself and worked my ass off to get them. But, uh, I started just talking to different people that I knew, you know, I had a couple of buddies that did import export and they were able to vet. They connected me with some people okay. over there. I mean, it took a lot of getting in. Yeah. Did you have to physically go over there at some point? I've not, I've not, not been yet. able to because we had COVID the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and they yeah. were like, obviously nuts about it, you know, so yeah. justifiably, yeah. I mean, it was hitting them heavy, heavy. But uh, I have not. I want to go over there. Our, uh, our our CFO just went over there and had a blast. Mm. You know, so. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's a lot yeah. of fun. Fuck, dude. So when you get your first mold and you have the first, your first prototype, and then you, obviously, before you go to that ICAST show, your patent's already set and all that, or did mm -hmm. you go in there before that? No, patent was already set. Okay, yeah. you're already set. You're ready to go in there, and if someone loves it, yeah, you're I mean, ready I've, to talk deals. I've been doing, by the time we went to ICAST, I personally was doing it for, I mean, after the whole gap with Adrian and everything, four years, five years, four years. Oh, okay. You know, well, about three years, three and a half years, I would guess. Yeah. You know, before it even happened. So I was doing all that kind of all alone. And then, again, Jack Arbor jumped on, and we he helped me just take it to the moon. I mean, the guy's amazing. He's become my best friend. And yeah, we have a good time together and stuff. The guy's just sharp as a tack. You know, couldn't have done it without him. Where is the ICAST at? Florida. In Florida, yeah. okay, Fort Lauderdale. That must be fun. Orlando, Orlando. Yeah. Orlando? Okay, it's uh, sick in July, and it wasn't 
fun outside. <laughs> oh, I bet not. I bet not. I got, yeah. I, Sounds sweaty. I've never, I've never been there, and I was like excited, you know. And I get off the plane, and it's <laughs> ninety-seven degrees, and everybody's soaking wet. And I was like, at first, I was feeling self-conscious. I'm like, I'm sweating like a pig. You know, this is not to good. get in this cooler. You know, there's a lot of hot girls here looking at me right now sweating. <laughs> and I started looking around. They're all sweating. Yeah, you know? everybody's just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I get to the hotel, and it's about to rain. So it was, like, hot during the day, then it rains every day, every single day. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God, clouds. Holy crap. It's going to get cold, and it's going to be rain. No. It's just no, as hot. It's 97 hot. degrees and raining now. It's like a warm, <laughs> hot, hot shower. And then it gets wetter. You know, then it right. goes away and it's like the ground is steaming. You're like, oh, my God, get me out of here. <laughs> I mean, it must have been so intimidating, like you, you did mention earlier when you first walked into the ICAST. Because you go to some of these big um, these big events, even if, like, you know, SCI National or some of these other shows that are doing that. And there's multi-million dollar companies with their setups. I mean, we were just talking with, with Kevin the other day about his his setup just for his store that he does in SCI and mm. the process it is and how much money it is and all the shipping. And you go there and these dudes and have the most elaborate, like, setup. Oh, it's insane. And you guys are just some Alaska boys coming in with, you know. Little 10 by 10 booth. Yeah. We were tiny. I mean, we walk in. The first thing you walk past is Realtree built an entire house. Oh my god! Like a treehouse with like this walking <laughs> rope bridge that you go inside, and I'm like, uh, it was instant. Like I, I'm turning around. Don't put yeah, us next to I these mean, guys. I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, coasted did the same thing. They built a house and stuff, and you got like casting lakes and trailers with fish in it and stuff. That it was just so that's a wild. industry. So it's like shot show, but for fishing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shot so so you can't buy show, a so. ticket. No, you have to be invited, yeah. Yeah, mm. so it's like shot. That's the same thing as shot show. Took a okay. little bit of a... Uh, we've never even had a booth at shot show. Really? Like, we just, we we just, if you're small, you just get a nice hotel room, and then you just, like, bring people back there to show them your product. Because mm -hmm. okay. you're not, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. How it's, do you compete with that? I mean, I went to the I went to the range day for SIG, and they had, like, I don't know, 20 pallets of ammo. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> And that you could just like shoot. I mean, we were on Ron's. Ron got us passes, so we were on the military stuff, so we could go shoot just like full auto, and just like dump magazines. And yeah, like endless ammo at a mm. at the most ridiculous range I've ever been to. They had like fifteen thousand yard bunkhouses. Like it was insane. And it's yeah, wild, you, the stuff they build just in the show. Like yep. they got to be there a week before. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's as elaborate as a stage for a yeah. huge concert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, million dollar. Million and I couldn't even imagine for yeah. the fishing because guns is like, just build a wall to put shit on. Like, yeah. they're like, literally, you have like a, a quarter and 15,000 gallon tank that you can be yeah. catching bass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they set up these whole stores and it's like TV walls and like all this crazy. And it was, it was really intimidating. Yeah. It was cool. It was, that's, that's why I kind of, I think the, uh, the what's it called the 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 story went so viral you know was like these tiny yeah. little people came out of nowhere yeah and won it and won yeah i mean even the after parties like costa costa um bring that mic a little closer no that, costa, that's the best uh, part is the after parties for they, sure. yeah they, they yeah. rented out top golf and had like a live concert and then we went to smith rented out a whole bar with a live concert and everything and it was just 
Yeah. Yeah, we went to 511 and they fl- like they fast roped in like three dudes out of a helicopter. Jeez. <laughs> like wow. that's how the 511 guys showed up. Like yeah. fast roped out of a helicopter. That's like hilarious. down badass, man. after party. It's like, okay. Yeah. So is the um setup going to be a little bit more elaborate? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. We're, like, build, yeah. we're building that truck, and that truck's going to be in there all opened up. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. talked about that before the show. Let's let, let's let the listeners know what we're talking about here. Uh, so we're it, it was it's kind of actually a funny story. When I was still by myself, I had no marketing money and stuff, but I've kind of done this with a Lumiski, uh, kind of skimping by financially, and uh, I knew that I could do like a tour, and so I was going to suit my truck up and stuff with a bunch of you know cheapest stuff i could find and hit hit the road and youtube you know like an alaskan entrepreneur giving it his all and going out into the real world and going and uh you know fishing along the way and everything and making his way to icast that's how the whole icast thing came up okay and um i ended up not doing that i wish i would have known <laughs> that i was gonna win the whole damn thing but um yeah, I ended up getting investment and things started to get real. And we were going to do iCast the next year, and it just, it honestly just didn't feel right. So uh, now that w- this all happened and everything is blown up and stuff, um, again, the story just went viral all over the world. We, uh, we're getting a new truck, brand new truck. We actually were going to use my truck and uh, got a hold of a couple people. We got a hold of uh, Dan at Four Wheel Campers, and they have just been incredible. You know, sent out an email. He responded right away. Loved the story. Let's do something. We talked on the phone with it. The ten, within ten minutes, you know, he's like, "I'm in." You know, let's let's do this. And uh, talked to the guys over at Fox Suspension Brands, and you know, they they want to do a lift kit and everything. And so we got. Yeah, some, you can't have no regular. Yeah, truck. yeah. We're yeah. gonna really, yeah. We're gonna do this thing up. And I designed a bumper for the back and stuff. Uh, you guys will see that later. But the uh, yeah, we're gonna do it. We're we're doing this thing up we all teamed up on this truck and everything and i'm you know we got our big uh release into bass pro and cabela's coming up here in may up here yeah okay right yeah. on and so we're gonna we're gonna do that and then i'm hitting the road you know i'm gonna oh, go start it off at our local stores yeah in the parking lot everybody check yeah. it out see it mm-hmm. and then head south yeah so head south and, and and i'm just gonna act dumb you know teach me how to fish here we're gonna go into the stores that we're, we're putting our products in and mm-hmm. talk to the the professionals there treat me like i'm 12 yeah set me up with some lures and stuff and where do i go type thing and then you know kind of living out of the truck and going to different different camping situations and stuff and yeah four wheels been absolutely phenomenal with it stuff they've got they've already uh, talked about setting us up with some of their their uh, influencers and everything and then we're going to get the iCast and then it, the the truck's going to be in iCast in the booth and yeah after that we're going to work our way up the uh the east coast and kind of go across the top and do the summer or the winter months down below do some coastal fishing we're going on a you know 78 foot viking in in Ooh. cabo and oh, one of our investors has this boat called the salty k and it's just sick yeah i'm pretty stoked to go on the yacht so you're not on the slope anymore are you no okay. <laughs> i officially pay myself <laughs> nice man took a long time but i mean i i honestly i only i got my first check not even I've only got three checks, four checks. Well, I, I've been paying to do this for this many, this long. Yeah. yeah. Just hoping it'd pay off. So how long up until the first check came? Like the f- initial idea, you start to make the the uh, one that could have killed you, and then 
to where you are now. <laughs> oh man! What'd you say? What would you say? Five years? No, my. I mean, I had a five-year non-compete with Alumaski, and that's been up. So this is. Uh, I built that seven years ago, eight years ago. Alumaski? No, the uh, the first battery-operated vacuum sealer. Five, six years ago? Yeah, it was a while ago, seven, eight yeah. years ago, I think, yeah. I still have it. Yeah. Yeah, still. And the funny thing is, is the people that sent me the sealer is the people that's building my sealer right now. So oh, it's kind of cool funny. that we have oh. that from years ago and stuff, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. But, yeah, it's been it's been years. Yeah. And then uh, after the whole thing started and, and, and going on the slope and trucking and paying for it and then restarting the company and everything, it was, you know, a good four years, going to four years, I think it is. Yeah. What a grind, man. I'm sure there was ups and downs and times where you're like, uh, I don't know, is this going to pan out? Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I would just – my dad talks about this all the time. It's funny. He uh, The house that I ended up ended up building, there's there's another house next to it, and so he lives on the same property as me on Finger Lake over there. And I used to go over there and just with situations where I was like, it's done. I can't do it anymore. I don't have money. Like, I'm losing everything. It's gone. I don't know where the next check's going to come from. Like, how's yeah. it going to happen and this and that, blah, blah. And I would sit there and go, fuck, I'm going to go figure it out. And I would yeah. lock myself in the house for days, you know, and I would call my dad and be like, got it, figured it out, <laughs> you know. And it was just, there were so many times that, yeah, I was just like, God, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? I'm looking back. These shoes right here, Meryl sent me these shoes because I cast. My shoes were so beat up because I, <laughs> I, I still haven't bought myself shoes since being homeless. Yeah. And so they sent me these. I've been wearing these every day. For my cast, I'm gonna wear them every day till I cast. Okay, yeah. nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, they overnighted the girl that was working with us. Her name's Jen. She's amazing, but she was just she looked at my shoes, just like what the fuck. She's like, you're, she's like, you're from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're founder of our company. Like, what the hell are you wearing? And um, she she was the head of uh, merchandising for Merrill. Oh, and okay. So she. Uh, she ended up calling her boss, yeah, and they overnighted me three pairs of shoes. Yeah. Which was weird. Funny. It was like my feet couldn't get used to them. Remember my feet hurt? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. I was in like boat shoes last time with no soles. And yeah. I'm like, my feet hurt. <laughs> are there uh, other other uh, trade shows that maybe are as close to ICAST? Or, uh, obviously, that's the top. But are the other ones that you guys are going to hit up as well? You know, this year we only have ICAST really planned out. Uh, we're still a small team, and um, we're – Products don't usually get in Bass Pro and Cabela's this fast. They don't get in Big Rock this fast. Mm -hmm. You know, like it usually takes a couple of years of being on alternative shelves, smaller stores and everything. Gotcha. But um, I guess me and Phil are just really good at talking, that's all. <laughs> so we talked him into it. So They didn't look at your shoes, that's why. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. But, um. Between those guys, I mean, it's it's even even this first order. We like looked at it and went, oh, you know, okay. So <laughs> we're just going to focus on that for a little bit. We're not pushing a ton. Yeah, I'm going to do everything I can to support, uh, you know, four wheel campers and stuff. They're in a lot of different shows. So if I can ever be in what they need me to be in, I'm going to be in there for those guys and stuff. I want to promote their products. They're just incredible. Um, same with Fox if they need me to be there. But the only other one I think next year we're going to do is the uh, the outdoor show in uh utah okay yeah the outdoor expo yeah it's yeah. pretty it's huge big one just like icast okay gotcha oh i cast europe yeah oh they got a whole europe division yeah that makes sense mongolia in october 
Yeah, oh, with, with really? The, yeah, with the president of ICASTA Europe. Oh, right on. Nice. Unbelievable guy, man. Super, super cool guy. Yeah. 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 That's right on. Uh, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. And he got stuck, and he had the oh, biggest... Oh, right, right, in snow machines? Yeah. Oh, he's pretty well, he's pretty good at getting stuck. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so it was like Zach Shoemaker was there, and like... <clears throat> It was a bunch of us, but we, I was like, Ben, like, I think we're missing your buddy. And like, we're, we're up at like Mint Glacier at this point, like way the fuck up. We're coming down and riding out and we, like three people rode past him cause he got stuck and he had been digging for so long that he was like stuck, dug, stuck, dug, and oh, just kept, so he was like, standing up was below slow snow level oh my god oh, so he was like and he by the time ben and i rolled up I, I was like dude i think shit. i see him and turned around i go i chased ben down and we come back and he had he had built this ramp i mean it was like a runway to get out of the hole he had created and we like he, he was like by that time he was like shirt off oh like, yeah shoveling <laughs> just sweating he was like he probably been there an hour and a half that's crazy that's one thing about bernard is you will not outwork him <laughs> like once he gets going it's just like man so we go to his cabin and he knows now that i've done enough there that like he's always running hey let's uh let's build this on the couch like insulate the whole entire bottom of the cabin and i'm like newt <laughs> nope, that's not that's why I come not out here. I came out here to relax. Get everybody buddy. else to. Yeah, yeah. Long weekend. Me, yeah, next thing you know, then the, the weekend's over, and I'm drunk and had a great time. And the rest of the people are like lost weight, and <laughs> man, he's got half the remodel built over here on the side. Yeah. I think he left. I think he left uh, the Bailey's cabin at Petersville one time, and 
I think maybe had a girl with him. I wasn't there. Sounds but, about right. But they were telling uh, <laughs> Ben, with ben was just telling me the story about it. He's like, fucking Bernard again. I was like, what? He's like, I think he left with like a girl and like ran up. Like, I think they were going to go to the, I think they were going to go to the Forks? roadhouse. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he decided he wanted to do some power runs like, with her or something and was in like a creek. I think they had to oh, go. No. I think they had to get the sled like a couple weeks later and it was like frozen into the creek. Oh. <laughs> Did he just get it? Did he just get his snow machine at that time? Possibly. I, I, I can't. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I think we had to go to Eureka. Actually, we were at Eureka Lodge, and we went and grabbed it one time. Oh no, this was Petersville. Yeah, they but they had yeah. to like. He was like sending them pins from his phone. They're trying to find him. It was nighttime. Oh man, oh, they're dude, wet. The worst. Well, some oh yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, come ride with it's me. Petersville. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of friends make a mess of a situation out there. Oh, I bet. Get it, hammered at the bar, crash on the road, yeah. flipping sleds, jumping well, under You take a wrong turn tracks. left or right, all the swamps look the same. Oh, that was, you came know? out of the bar one time, buddy jumps on a sled, we're heading back to the cabin, he goes, wrong trail, Ben's chasing him down, and he's looking back like, Oh, we're fucking racing. Oh. Ben, Ben's just trying to Ben's just trying to flag I him know, down, stop. and so he's like looking back, like man, yeah, yeah, yeah. like just taking off the six miles. Finally oh. gets to him, and it's like, dude, wrong way. <laughs> oh, you were trying to flag me down. Yeah, yeah, for six miles. <laughs> like we couldn't even hear him. Now we're really lost. we're still at the roadhouse. Like I was like, huh? I haven't heard him in a while. I need to listen for a loud sled to see if someone's stuck. Oh, just that's funny. Beville, that's funny. <laughs> Brian, you I got a Bernard. question about um, the big dogs out there in the in the industry that you're in. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of big, big other cooler companies. You know, Yeti, Coleman, Arctic, all these other ones. Mm-hmm. Do those guys like try to come once you like? Obviously, you blow up and and you win the show. Are they trying to come in and like buy you out quickly? right away or are they trying to partner with you or is there some haterism there i'm just curious how that goes down are they like we congratulatory had, or we had one company actually approach us before before we won um and we were just like no you know but it was kind of bigger companies that were coming after us and stuff the cooler companies didn't i will say though that the industry is like when i was in the boat industry it was a little cutthroat mm-hmm. like if you went into the general area of where they're building the boats you know, there was awesome people like the Riddles are incredible and stuff mm. like that. You know, in uh, in Woolridge Lewiston and, and yeah, um, you know Bryce Johnson. I think it's Bryce something from uh, Custom Welds. Um, he was awesome. That's all know. out of like Oregon, Washington area, right? Lewiston, Idaho. Yeah, Idaho, Snake Idaho. River there. Yep. Okay, but I mean, a, a couple of the other ones are really rough. You know, so mm. it was like yeah, I was friendly. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I did that tour and was kind of calling them out like. Like let's you uh you can pull the mic to you a little bit more. There you go. There you yeah, go. you're nice and yeah. comfortable. There it is. There we go. Um yeah. I was calling him out like, hey, like tell me a river, I'll be I'll go further. You know? And yeah. some of them didn't show up, you know, a lot of them didn't show up and stuff, but it I think it rubbed people the wrong way instead of what I was trying to do. Oh. It's just have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but okay. this industry's been incredible. I mm. mean, I've talked to multiple people and stuff that own the different co- cooler companies and 
They've been. Like it's uh, not as nearly as cutthroat. No, no. What do well, you need? Mo- I mean, Motorsports like, is like a competitive yeah, thing, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very. Because it is the yeah. like in the cooler, you're not. There's no like I can go farther. I can keep ice colder longer. You know. You yeah. know there's not as. It's not as. Well, it's, it's billions and billions of dollars too, and it's yeah. like everybody's been like, "What do you need? How can I help you?" Like, like this yeah. is great. And that, at it's, first, it was all, it took me off guard. Like, well. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, yeah. What do you want on the back end? There's a kicker here. But yeah, they they just kind of were, you know. There's so much money. Like, have fun. There's enough for everybody to eat, right? Mm. Yeah, let's go. I I have a question though. How how many people got fired from Yeti and these other companies for not coming up with the idea (laughs) when they saw your idea? Like, how did they? How many people like when Yeti's CEO walked over to his? design team and was like you're all fired (laughs) (laughs) why don't we have that yeah i think they got enough (laughs) yeah they do they do well yeah they're just fine believe it or not they make more money on their drinkware than anything i bet bet. it's crazy to think about yeah and they come i mean just today i was struggling with a stupid new one that they came out with i couldn't open it up that we got at the um that's the best one though it is the best it doesn't spill yeah it's twist on instead of push in and it has a locking slider yeah no, I was happy about that, but it was a little. I was having trouble figuring it out at the sheep show. Like yeah. a learning curve, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, for them to like, you know, eventually, I mean, they do. They come out with like a new one every year, mm-hmm. like a new just coffee cup, a new you know, or a new water or cup, like a new color, new color. The thing about Yeti is Yeti is a marketing company. They're they're not even a manufacturing company. They're a marketing company, mm. and they're so good at what they do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's definitely oh, like totally. the people that I look at, and I'm like, man, dude, like that's that's them. Yeah, you know, and then like Dometic is another one that's they're doing high tech stuff and, and battery operated coolers and, and freezers and so they're definitely like my uh, the people I look up to. That's yeah. where I want to get. Like and big they, brother, you're looking yeah, up to. They've been, yeah, they've been great. I mean, I went to the Yeti booth at uh, at ICAST and they were open armed. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was actually talking to one of one of the guys that was up front there, and and uh, again, we went to watch who was going to win the best of show. Like there was nothing none of us were like, we're going to win this, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so we're bullshitting back and forth and everything, talking about coolers and this and that. Here's some advice, you know, and talking about marketing. And I was like, oh, they're going to they're gonna say the thing. I got to go. And he's like, what's, what's going on? I was like, oh, I'm going to go win this real quick. And we both, ha, 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 you know, laughed a little <laughs> bit. And we ended up winning. And when I walked back by, he's like, what happened? And I like held up the trophy. <laughs> he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my goodness. First cooler to ever win. It's like 70-something years or something. That's, That's wild. Awesome. My first startup to ever win, yeah. What, what is a typical um, product that would be more of a popular item to win something like that? Like, we went against, like, Garmin's new fish finder. Like, we went against ah. Bo- Bodie's new fishing kayak, you know, was, okay. like, a big one. That one, okay. I thought Bodie was going to win. That thing was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Yeah. You know, he the, the, the owner was actually very devastated when he didn't, but um, that's what I – thought was going to win for sure but mm-hmm. you know they have new lures and stuff okay lures have uh, have won it real kind of like you wouldn't think that lures have a lot of technology in them and stuff but they do wild you know the design that goes into making a, a lure swim and stuff like that and uh fishing rods yep certain fishing rods you know they're lightweight and stuff um it's crazy to think about you know i learned a lot in the industry where i walked away from there not looking at fishing rods the same Mm. you know because looking at the different ones that entered i to me i'm like walmart ugly stick yeah fishing rods and rods (laughs) right yeah Yeah. we're salmon fishermen yeah right so these things are it'll all work 
yeah, thousand dollar rods and stuff like bait, bait cast rods. And I'm like, there's no way, but then you're there and you're able to talk to them and what the technology and what mm. went into it and why and the manufacturing process and they don't break and they're, you know, a quarter of a pound. There's one that, that we, you lifted up was like that one, the new best new rod was like, it's weird. It's like, it wasn't even in, in your hand. That's crazy. Mm. But it's got a lifetime warranty because they don't break. It's wild. Yeah. If anybody knows about flipping a ugly stick, fucking shoulder <laughs> just like, oh, my yeah, God. exactly <laughs> what I thought about. Those don't break either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, just, yeah. you know, an hour and a half into, a, you know, fucking however many, yeah. however many uh, flosses that you just I mean, did. Yeah. It's the, like, I have, I have, well, Sage bought Reddington, so, mm-hmm. but I have pro form with them, and I don't. I don't own any sage stuff. I buy Reddington. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I fish salmon. Yeah. Like, what yeah. do I need? Or like, I just think of that stuff as like that high end stuff is like, those guys really have to like have perfect presentation for fish that are super hard to get to hit tarpon mm-hmm. and bonefish yeah. and like, yeah, yeah. That type of like, Steelies. for salmon, I'm like, dude, we're flossing <laughs> like yeah. i don't i don't even need a reddington for this yeah. like i can do this anything, anything. Yeah. Yeah. well that's the, that's the thing that i noticed down there too is a lot of these people down in the states i mean the big time fishermen like up here it's we just we grew we, in diapers man we're out there yeah with fish and yep. it's like whatever gets them out of the water you yeah. know down there it's it's about it's about like it's almost like customizing your truck Oh it's yeah. Like, do you need mm. it? No, you yeah. know. But these yeah. guys have to have the best of the best stuff, and that's their yeah. hobby. That's why yeah. they spend the money on it. Yeah. yeah. It's like I got that new rod, you know. And mm-hmm. the guys, yeah. are like, oh my god, what does it do? I don't know. <laughs> but you have it, and I want it now. Yeah, you know, yeah, you got yeah. Better stuff than me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Does a bass boat really need to go seventy-five miles an hour? <laughs> Just on its yes, ass. It if you're tournament <laughs> fishing, yeah. it does <laughs> because it's got to get. You got to be first. But yeah. Yeah. Watching those guys, I don't know if you've ever went to a. Uh, a whole shot for a bass competition yeah that my buddy's a competitive Seen bass him. fisherman that's wild and man. i laughed about it when he told me i was like well yeah of course like <laughs> seems like anyone could do it like are you do it sit there and do that just slam those things in the boat as fast as you can it's barely fishing to me but yeah. but then no, no, like no. when you go with them it's like oh oh yeah you guys oh. know like you got 3d maps at the bottom of the lake oh and yeah know where every piece of debris is in this whole entire lake it's it crazy the fire suit with yeah. all the patches and the logos like the nascar drivers <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> percent. that's, yeah. that's yeah. awesome i was telling my son i said like, you can get a legit scholarship for fishing you can yeah. yep you know yeah, and cornhole were. don't forget cornhole too i didn't <laughs> know you get a college scholarship for t- cornhole Shoot, now bro double, maybe get the double scholar all right there you yeah, go yeah, something to aspire to yeah we're yeah. in uh missouri at the boat launch at like the ozarks and um one of the guys pulled up and he was a high school fishing teacher. And I was, I was like, like, man, I grew up in a, <laughs> right? how do we not have that here? Yeah. I know. Right. That's wild to me that they, they're not a dude on in UAA. Well, didn't they, I mean, you, you're in school district. Didn't they get rid of like wood shop there for like a yeah. year or two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. And then they had to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's like, why you're just going to get rid of that. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous, man. I mean, people in Alaska probably like, if you want to have wood shop, this is probably the one state. Yeah, that welding. You gotta have like <laughs> yeah. small engine repair, welding. Yeah, wood yeah. shop, plumbing. Probably in Alaska. <laughs> Maybe not in L.A., <laughs> but here, Wyoming, yeah. Idaho, Montana. You probably yeah. need that. Yeah, yeah. You might absolutely. want a couple yeah. kids that know what they're doing with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, it's a chainsaw school alone. 
Man, so what are some of the other uh, products? So what what are all the products that you have now that are going to go to the market, and then maybe something that you got look, looking forward to coming out soon? So we got the uh, the one size eighty eight quart cooler right now, the rotomotor cooler. We have the battery operated vacuum sealer, which is kind of stealing the show right now. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have a uh, backpack for it, the byway backpack that you know it's built around the sealer and everything. You put it in there. Um, I do a lot of hiking and fishing. I know it doesn't look like it, but um, yeah, the Russian River. <laughs> so if we go to the Russian River uh, Falls, how many fillets can we fit in that backpack? Uh, you can do three fillet, three fish full. Okay. Yeah, it's got the a limit? small compartment on top. We have a new backpack coming out that's a little bigger, but this one, I mean, when they I, up that limit to six. Yeah, yeah. This, there you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. In case I'm yeah. in case I'm there till midnight. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want you guys. You know to what name, I'm I want you guys, Yeah, I want you to name that pack up the limit. There you go. Yeah, there you go. up the limit. Up the limit. Yeah, I, I just want to make it this one light. You know, was the big thing. I bought a whole bunch of backpacks and they're flashy. And I'm like, oh my god, it comes with plastic compartments and stuff. And had to have it three hundred something dollars later. And yep, it just was heavy. You know, yeah. so this one right. I built a lot of material. Yeah, you know, this one's six pounds with the sealer and everything in it. Oh, well, that's, that's awesome. not bad at all. Yeah, so it's all uh, cut-proof material. It's water-resistant and all that stuff. So That's what his candy bag weighs when we go hunting. <laughs> I have my calories, you know what I'm saying, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> maintain. That's right, man. And so you mentioned earlier you got a new cooler that yep. you're stoked about. Can't really talk about it too much, though, right? Can't really talk about it too much. It's going to be smaller, lighter weight. Okay. Um, it's an injection-molded mm-hmm. one. We want to make one a little more affordable for the, the crowds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it has an extra feature. Got it. Can't oh. talk about features. Stay so. tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty pretty exciting stuff. And then the one after that's even better. Yeah. Any any plans to do any soft cooler stuff? Yeah, you know, we, we looked at that. So a lot of the stuff in the industry right now, like those soft coolers and everything, you can just buy them. And yeah. you put your name on them. Um, we're mm. going to market oh. and putting our own, st- our own stuff out there. We have a really high standard for our own brand. So we want to really, like, kind of create our own stuff. You know, if you look yeah. at most of the soft coolers, it's the same thing with different straps and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Bigger buckles or yeah. heavier-duty stitching. Yeah, so we want to – I'm pretty adamant about designing our own stuff. We're, we're designing our own tumblers right now, you know. So, oh, sick. Yeah, and then we got our own bags. You know, we're doing – uh Different bags, heavy duty bags. I'm talking like um, the Yeti sealer style, bags. like Camino, well, like sealer bags. Oh, 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 oh sealer gotcha. bags. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually building one right now that's actually, uh, you know, kind of big. It's like a half a, a the moose hindquarter bag. Yep. So you could take your sealer and then put everything <laughs> yes. in there and then seal it, seal it, and then vacuum seal it on the top. Oh, that's you know, great. So that to me, like I'm thinking, like black tailed deer. Oh yeah, you, know, you can put a yep. whole quarter, yeah, in a bag right on the boat, just mm-hmm. <laughs> boom, sealed right to the freezer. Yep, dude. I want the backpack so I can do my annual Road first bike. first salmon ceviche. ceviche. Yeah, you so oh, you guys yeah. can get some more hate mail. <laughs> dude, <laughs> you're gonna we, get worms, bro. I gotta hear this. Yeah. <laughs> we put we put out a reel. We went on, uh, you know, the uh, um, Russian right, River Russian Falls, Island, and yeah. and he brought all the stuff to make the ceviche, and we're eating it, and tourists are loving it, and everyone's like coming by to to have a little bite, and so I made a little reel, and it gained a lot of traction on Instagram, and 
so many people are just hating like oh that's a good way to die let me know how the tapeworms come and <laughs> just like all these people it's like dude it's cooked yeah <laughs> do you guys know what ceviche is like look it up in a spanish dictionary it's cooked people yeah it was funny that was great that's good stuff yeah so what are some uh I, I have a buddy right now, and he's going to be coming on the show right now, and he has a similar, uh, well, not similar, but he has a invention that he came out with, and he has it. He's manufacturing all his own stuff. It is in the fishing um, industry. It's nothing like what you got going on. Um, but what would you say would be some tips? He's got his patent out. He's already made a bunch. He's looking to, he's kind of at the beginning stages of maybe where you were, and he's trying to get into some of these shows with his stuff and trying to get uh, distribution and all that stuff. What would you say would be the, um, like the key steps um, to take in order to maybe hopefully get to a spot where you can make these decisions on which way you want to go? If he's, if he's ready to go and he has the product and everything, I highly, highly suggest going to iCast. iCast is like that one hit in the fishing. In it. Is it a fishing product? Mm-hmm. Yeah, iCast would be that one hit. I'd help him go. I mean, he can throw up my booth the first year and just meet people. But, like, um, that changed everything for us. Yeah. It's really hard. I mean, we were planning like, on put going. Put you on the map, right? Yeah. yeah. Other than that, you have to go and take a trip and walk in every single one of these stores and there's like a hundred thousand of them throughout the united and that's States. where he's at he's like calling people he's like having meetings with these mm-hmm. different businesses and just trying to get his stuff in there and building his website and all that and it just seems so like strenuous yeah i mean in this market especially too is influencers you know mm. oh pro right. cards and stuff like that are, yeah. are the best way to make sales online yep. right now direct to consumer um retail is a pretty heavy markup if you don't have it I don't suggest doing it um, if you don't have mass manufacturing locked down. Yeah. Um, that's a really heavy transition for most people is to figure that that out. Well, um, your margins shrink so much, right? When yeah. You, when you go retail like that, yeah. that's why. So that's why these companies Make are like Kuyu and First Light are direct to consumer. Yeah. So they don't they don't lose that margin, and yeah. it's not like what you're saying. Like, I mean, I would just say without any experience in this marketing 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 100 percent. yeah i mean it's not it's not a like like you said yeti's a marketing company yep black rifle coffee marketing company yep who have made products and exploded because marketing yeah yeah marketing is the number one number one thing here i mean it's you can save a lot of money elsewhere and stuff but you really have to pump cash into marketing big time and yeah, it, it's good to attention. find like this this whole truck thing that I'm doing and stuff is in a unique way. Yeah, you know because you you co market with these with with people and they're going to get a lot off of, of me. You know I'm going to push the hell out of their brand. I love their products and stuff. And while I'm in all these stores talking to these people doing the tour for my company, yeah. they get to see this stuff sitting outside. And everybody who walks in is going to see that camper popped up with everything. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so co marketing is a big one. You can get a hold of uh, some pretty if it's a good product, especially in the fishing industry. If it's if it's useful, mm-hmm. you can get a hold of some pretty amazing influencers, man. And those things will they'll they'll, they'll turn those things over. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things you're like, oh, man, how did no one ever think of this before? Mm-hmm. And it's just the simplest like little thing. You're like, oh, dude, this is a good idea. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. just going for it, and I'm so proud of him. And he's in those beginning stages where he's got the logo done and the website, and he's just mm-hmm. super amped, and he has, you know, hundreds and hundreds of them ready to go. Going to be hitting the, sh- the shows around 
anchors the outdoor sports, sports fans in the valley and all that right, stuff. Yeah. And we're going to have him on the pod coming in April, but he'll be stoked to know that you'll be willing to help him. He was really excited that you were going to come on. Really? Yeah. I'd, I'd love to help him. Like I, and I don't charge anybody. Like I, I, I'd like to advise companies and stuff. I didn't have that a lot in, in the yeah. past. Everybody always wanted something. So now that I'm, I mean, I have, I have throughout my network and stuff now and the team's network and the people that yep. we have on, it's, you know, it's, I want to now be able to help people in Alaska because it's a, it's a dead end for a lot of people being here and it shouldn't yeah. be, you no. know? Yeah, no so way. I'd love to help them. Yeah. Let them know. That's great. I will. I That's will. cool, man. You, you've, um, <clears throat> you've, uh, you know, entrenched yourself in that, the community of what can we do for you? Cause you mm -hmm. said before in the jet boat, you know, aluminum boat world, it was mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, fucking cutthroat. We're not here to help you or promote you. Mm -hmm. But all these folks are like, hey, what can we do? Oh, they, everybody. So you like want to return the favor, right? Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of suit and ties in this industry. It's it's amazing. Like everybody, you look at Johnny Morris, you know, he walks around with his hat up in a styrofoam cup full of, you know, Captain Morgan silver and cola. <laughs> He's got dirty, like a t-shirt and jeans on and stuff. And the guys were $7.8 billion. Right. You know, yeah. so like the big wigs in this company, you know, you go to ICAST, you have no clue. You can't even tell yeah. the people apart. They're real genuine. It's like Alaska, right? Yeah. They're real mm. genuine people that just like, like fishing, man. And they're just making money off of it now, you know? So yeah, it's a fantastic industry to be in. They're yeah. very, very open armed. Phil, it's like very good old boy. Yeah. Like just yep. mm, good way to put it. You know, mm -hmm. like that, that doesn't exist in America as much. No, it's phasing out. Yeah. Like good old boys. You I, know, I think it's making a resurgence. Honestly, you're right. Yeah. You're I right. think it's making I, a resurgence. Just, you're right. But I, I mean, mean it's I, exp just, I experienced it through the whole, through the whole like networking that Sornex has. And, mm -hmm. and I see how that networking works and how like, Bert has lifted so many companies by connecting them with his connections and, and, and that going back and forth and all those companies blowing up Montana knife, uh, you know, like knock on and like all these guys that have like just picked each other up mm -hmm. and moved forward together and grown like, like that, that like cross branding mm -hmm. where especially in in an outdoors world it's very very easy to do because you can build a truck yep. and you can put so many different brands on it you oh, know yeah. that uh, i mean there's it's endless right mm -hmm. and so like you you can build that pretty easy and and people are willing because they know like especially because what you have went viral basically mm -hmm. in whatever terms you want to put it, it pretty much went viral and so like you're a hot commodity so mm -hmm. people obviously want to co-brand with you mm -hmm. and it makes sense for them and it's and it's brilliant marketing oh yeah co-branding is brilliant marketing it's it's, it's incre incredibly uh yeah it's for for what you put into it it's for both people i mean you double everything yeah yeah and it's incredible mm -hmm. you know and he's going to have stuff over here that i don't have and i'm going to have stuff over here that yeah he doesn't have you know i get yeah. to, i get to have him in my markets mm -hmm. he's introducing me into you know like like four-wheel campers introducing me into the you know the overlanding market yeah. yeah i didn't even think about the fact that every single one of them has a cooler yeah yeah i didn't think about it no. you know right so and it's brilliant even even if they're not fishing or hunting mm -hmm. they can uh you know, leftovers can be backpacked, whatever. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, it's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing about the sealer is it's, it's, 
the market is just it, it it's there's so many shelves it can go on yeah you know very yeah. multi-use yeah mm. it's not just yeah. a one one hit wonder at all yeah yeah and then yeah. and covid actually helped with those you know so the cooler industry went up the sealer industry doubled during mm. covid because everybody was going and buying bulk chicken and stuff like that and then vacuum sealing them yeah. themselves so people got used to that and so now everybody has a vacuum sealer now we have one that can go on your kitchen counter but you know uh, you can take in. it to the river. You need to partner yeah. with you need to partner with a battery or no, don't even partner. You need to make a battery powered sous vide so people can cook with oh, as you you're as you're going. Yeah, Ooh. like when you're overlanding, you can just be like, oh, I'm just out here in the you know mm-hmm. Denali Highway sous vide some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> And then my tailgate Traeger, I'm going to smoke it after I sous vide <laughs> it, just to finish it off. What did Julie O'Malley say? That sous vide is the male version of what? what, what pumpkin said? spice. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's the pumpkin spice latte. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Because it was easy, right? Yeah. yeah because of the ease of it? <clears throat> That's what we're about. Being Brian, easy. Brian, so we talked about the big box store um, kind of uh, coming out party you're going to have in the spring. Mm-hmm. What, where where can consumers here in Alaska find the products? Right now they can go to packback.com, P-A-C-B-A-K.com. Okay. And, uh, you know, you can order the products right now. It's actually free shipping to Alaska. I made a point to do that. Cool. You know, so sick of <laughs> paying all the shipping fees up yeah. here. Yeah. No, that's so fucking dope. cut it out, so nice yeah you can go to the website and order them right now hell yeah and then they'll you're you'll be in the you'll be in like the cabela's and the bass pros and all that stuff yeah coming up we're going to start from what we're planning right now is we're starting in alaska then we're going to go to you know washington montana areas oregon um okay idaho and then over the over the winter the off season and stuff we're all going to get back together and you know based on uh how good we do Nice. You know, we're we're banking on the fact that like you know dip netting season up here and uh, the Russian River season and stuff up here, these things are just going to smoke off the shelf. So oh, they are for sure. Mm-hmm. That's badass. You got a very calculated effort in that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of thought goes into it. Yeah. So so you you shared some amazing stories with us today, mm-hmm. um, both professional and personal, which mm-hmm. we really do appreciate. That it just shows the genuine individual that you are um so five six seven years ago Lumis, you know Lumiski and 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 all these these life things that have happened mm-hmm. things that changes uh how has life changed for you now like what is you're sitting here you're smiling you're you're happy you're jolly like you seem like a happy person man so i really am i mean it's it was hard to get over everything mm-hmm. um you know, the whole PTSD thing, people, I took it lightly until I got it, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it just, it destroyed my life. And so, um, it took a, a lot to just want to be alive, you know? And so mm-hmm. now you see something, you, en- you envision something and you just work your ass off towards it. And, you know, again, in, in the past, it was just something that I could look forward to. And I knew that there was an end goal Yeah, means to, to, st- an end, yeah. to stick to it, you know, and now that it's here, and it's uh man it's uh it's good it's 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 every day i wake up and 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 you know thank the boys upstairs yeah yeah i wanted to ask that just because you know you've you've made these transitions from like 
highs and lows mm. and highs mm. and you know you're you're now kind of like the world's your oyster right you got a successful business you got everything's on the up and up and uh, you said you have daughters so you have, have you two have, beautiful daughters you yeah. have a beautiful family you know you got mm-hmm. good things and um yeah i just i mean just curious uh you know you um you have a lot to live for man you got a lot of good things going in your life and mm-hmm. uh, you know things things happen good and bad that create the man you are today mm-hmm. and uh only knowing you a little bit and and what you've done so far, man. Just as another Alaskan to an Alaskan, man, I'm just really proud of you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just uh, Thank you. you're just another amazing. Getting a little emotional here. You're just another amazing inspiration. I I thank you for that. To uh, you know, to myself, other Alaskans, and just you know, folks that have a dream or something they want to go after. It's uh, you know, you're living proof. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah sure. definitely. Proof that if you just keep moving, no matter how slow, no matter how slow, as long as you just keep trying to move forward, like you can get to this. That's what it takes, man. Just keep keep walking, keep stepping. Yeah, one step at a time. And one more day. I tell people that all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm blessed to be in a situation now that I help a lot of people with mental issues and stuff and and trauma uh, survivors and shooting survivors and that's my thing it's just like just promise yourself tomorrow you'll do it mm. you yep. know Ooh. and then the next day just one more day you know like yeah tomorrow i'm gonna give it my all you know if, I, if it doesn't work i'll do it tomorrow night there you go you know mm. and it's yeah after a, a few days you'll, you'll you'll break out of it yeah they just you know you stack them up man yeah and stack up those days one day at a time yep. it's the only way you can do it anyway right mm-hmm. you can't get ahead of yourself yeah. it won't work yeah that's great, man. Love and it. to just Love it. that passion to just like follow, follow like what you know is right, even though that like you know it took everything to get there. Yeah, like that's that's huge to like to push the chips in. A, a lot of people are are terrified of that. Mm. It's hard, you know, and it's it's especially doing it three times. <laughs> you know, this yeah. time was definitely yeah. like a oh, can I do this? You know, again, but. Uh, you know, I was blessed with, with just, I had nothing else. I had nobody else. You know, everybody kind of, you know, I had a couple good ones that n- nobody even knew I was homeless. You know, being in Alaska, if you're not a provider, you're worthless. You know, no one wants to work with you. No one wants to do nothing. So I only had a, a few people that uh, they really knew, you know. So uh, Bernard being one of them, you know, he yeah. stuck by my side the entire time. He'd pick me up, take me a shower and stuff and just kept my secret. Yeah. So very important person in my life, but uh, you know, getting out of it and working that hard and everything, ICAST was the big moment again. I mean, I didn't even think that I deserved shoes at the time, you know. <laughs> and so having that many people on that big of a scale, being so accepting and like loving the story and let me help you and let me do this when I wasn't used to that, you know. Yeah, just huge, you know. And now I'm in a position where. You know, not to sound cocky or nothing, but I, I, I'm the guy to talk to to now get into the industry because I yeah, know you can, oh, yeah, you no, can offer awesome. that. And I get to mm-hmm. help people, you know, that are that are just getting starting out and terrified. Yeah. It's scary, man. I mean, you really have to put your entire life on the line. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you I, yeah. I, I, I lost my family, you know, like all sorts of stuff, chasing this stuff. So, yeah, 
you know, she thinks I'm all right now. Mother of my kids and my <laughs> best friends. Yeah, yeah. She's a fantastic girl. She was very, 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 very patient with me. I owe her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I, I was just thinking when you were talking, uh, another, like, little story that I have, just a intimate moment that I had with you years ago. I don't know if you remember. Um, <clears throat> it was uh, early May, you know, when Finger Lake, it's one of those lakes that the ice blows off and you want to go mm-hmm. get your boat out of storage and dunk your boat in there. And so my brother and I throw the jet boat in Finger Lake. And uh, Joe, right? Yeah, Lorenzo yeah, yeah. just bought a North River. And he's like, oh, I'm going to bring my boat out. And he just bought his place out in the mm-hmm. valley. And so he came out. And I didn't know you were coming, but yeah. he pulled up and you were with him. Yep. And uh, you were you had just, I think... It felt like maybe that week or that month. Very, very, very recently, bought that property. Yeah, on the lake. Yeah, right there, uh, just uh, in the un- unlivable dwelling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and you were so proud and so happy, yeah. and and my brother and I, because you know we've been going out to that lake forever as children, mm-hmm. and I always envied the houses on the lake. It was just always it's such a beautiful. You got Pioneer Peak and Twin Peaks, and mm-hmm. you got the Talkeetnas over here, and you Sleeping Lady. You know, it's just an epic little spot where you can see all these cool mountain ranges and yeah. i remember that day you were like yeah man i just bought a property and my brother and i were like are you fucking kidding me you got a house on finger lake like this is just a dream <laughs> yeah i got lucky as hell <laughs> so it just felt like yeah. it was just a part of that culmination of just events that happened that that you know got you to where you're at today it was mm-hmm. you know you got your place and you know you were homeless but then you got your house and then mm-hmm. you should, take another stab at a company and then you got your success man it's just it's cool because like i i didn't know you that well but i've happened to like intersected with you in these kind of these little positions with you that was a fun day man that was actually a really fun day it was fun yeah we i think we went ripped around until it was almost dark yeah it was freezing ass cold there was still ice we were busting ice off the edges and And neighbors getting pissed (laughs) yep (laughs) joe got his boat stuck did you see the video of that yeah yes (laughs) he went full i don't know what the hell he was looking at but we jumped off the lake and and oh, we're in the middle no. of the lake, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do now? That's yeah, funny. That was a cool story to share. Yeah, absolutely. That was fun. Yeah. Brian, we appreciate you coming in and uh, sharing your story with us and your life story and, and your passion for what you're doing. And uh, I can only assume that the, the, the lots of people that listen to this show are going to be inspired by your story. Um, I'm really it. glad that we continue to press forward to, to get you in here so that you could share it with us. Um, we're all proud of you. I know your whole yes. circle of friends are proud of you. Even people mm-hmm. that you don't know mm-hmm. are proud of you um, for what you've done and your story and your commitment to keep pushing forward and your ability to just want to keep your company in Alaska and, and give uh, others the opportunity to hopefully follow in your, in your footsteps as well with their own ideas and being open to helping others, which is the Alaskan way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, it is. So thank you for coming in, man. I appreciate you and, 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 and all that. And we're excited to get your, your stuff in the store and, and get one of your coolers going and the, and the pack back and all that stuff. It's so rad. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, and let us know we can get some of them cool hats, man. You know, <laughs> we got. I don't remember how many we got, but they were gone. That's what Phil said earlier. This is like, my dude. only hat. I'm like, I'm the founder of the company. I have one hat. Like, I swear, I'm not like holding out a closet full. Oh of no, I believe it, man. But we're it. we're ordering like a couple thousand of them here pretty soon. Sweet. And stuff, and we'll get you guys hats for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, I would love it.
Yeah. Right on, yeah, right on. You guys to say that too. Oh, oh yeah, sure. we're gonna we'll hook you up here. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Alaskans, for listening. Sorry, go ahead, Chad. One more. Thing. When is the new backpack? When do you think that'll release? Mm. Be a little while. Probably after the summer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. we're just penetrating the market right now. We're going with our core products, getting in yeah. there. Yeah. You know, even like the sealer and stuff was kind of. We know that that's going to do better, but everybody knows us for the entire product. The, you know, the combo and everything like mm. that. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're going in. I think it's going to happen really fast. We have a lot of stuff, extra batteries and everything coming out. And nice. Again, tumblers, drink where, where um, I like backpacks. So I'm going to be doing a lot of them. Oh, same here. Yeah. <laughs> Love backpacks. Yeah. So yeah. there's going to be quite a few coming out and stuff. We have a, you know, a whole insulated roll bag one, you know, that's nice. really nice oh, and stuff. Sick. And it's got nice. like different compartments on it to click on and go across your chest too. Oh, yeah. That's the one that's coming out. It's got a beer holder. Nice. Have that. Soda, 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 soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roadies, Yeah, that's right. Well, you got yep. three consumers, uh, you know, ready to rock. So. Perfect. Love <laughs> it. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you, Brian. Man, great story. Thanks for your time for yeah, coming thanks. in. I know you're a busy man, and you got a lot of stuff going on. And we're honored at Alaska Wild Project to have Brian McKinnon pack back. Thank you for yeah. coming in, brother. I appreciate. It. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Glad it finally oh, happened. Yeah, for sure. And as always, Alaska, stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. 
Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Snow Pro AK, your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties. They know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe. Give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy, and it is unmanly.